What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Hey guys, welcome back to Unified. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church. Alongside of me on screen today is Pastor Brett Heilman, the associate pastor at the church. Many of you probably already know who he is. I want to welcome you once again to Unified and I want to recommend, tell you to go check out nextlevelfreedomchurch.com if you'd like some more information on what we got going on at the church. There's a lot of changes, a lot of shifts happening, so we're excited about what God's doing. Let me go ahead and bring in the panel here that's with us today. We actually have three other people on screen with us, and the first one is Miss Ivory Yarbrough. Some of you may have caught her on Let's Talk. How's it going today, Ivory? It's going great. Thank you so much for the invitation to come. All right. And right below her on my screen anyway is Ms. Tasha Hart. You guys are familiar with her. She's been on here a few times from Jackson, Tennessee. Both of them are from Jackson, Tennessee. How you doing, Tasha? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Good deal. And then right to her, well, on my screen, right, maybe left, we're looking the other way, is Miss Lisa Lambert. And you guys are familiar with her. She's been on here a couple of times. How's it going today, Lisa? Great. Very grateful to be here. Thank you. All right. And today we've got a show where we're going to talk about kind of what's been happening in all of our worlds. Oh, and Brett. Brett, go ahead. I forgot to let him introduce himself because he's on screen. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you kind of introduced me at the beginning, so that's all right. So uh, Brett's here, too, for those of you that caught that intro, but I uh, didn't give him a chance to say anything. So let's. Uh, we're going to be- begin by talking about kind of the stuff that we saw happening at the Armor of God Conference, which just happened at this recording just a few weeks ago. It had happened right here in Jackson, Missouri, and there was a powerful move of God, I believe, both nights, and Pastor Eddie Couples brought the word, and then Aaron sealed the word. I think it was awesome how, and I may have Tasha get into this. She talked about it on Let's Talk a little bit for those of you that caught it, but she talked about how they kind of paralleled each other in their messages, and I thought that was amazing because it was a catch I didn't catch. You know, I noticed that the message is tied, but that's, that goes to show taking good notes is good to do. But, Brett, what did you think about Armor of God overall? You know, it was just one of those things that we talked about beforehand that there was going to be a shift. And every time we do an event, we see a shift almost immediately after the thing takes place. So the whole time we're having the Armor of God conference... And we're hearing the speakers, and we're hearing what they talk about. And then almost immediately after the conference is over and things settle down, boom, there it is. Everything It's like everything that was talked about, everything that was spoken of, it's like it just keeps getting brought back up. And I know that it's been that way at our church. We keep talking about uh, Aaron Michael and the push, you know, the message that he delivered that night. That keeps coming back up and coming back up. And we talk a lot about, uh, you know, continuing to stand from Ephesians, you know, so it's just neat to see the way that God, he continues to put things together. It's not just, hey, we had a conference and now it's over with and everybody's going to forget what happened. It's God continually brings that back up into our lives 
day after day, and now it's been week after week, we continue to see those things still moving and still taking place. And that's really one of the whole points, for those of you tuning in, of the conferences that we do at the church, is they build upon each other. So that we're growing in the spirit, we're unifying a body, which is really what I'm all about. As uh, When I launched this ministry, I mean, our objective, I'm real open about it, is to unify a body of believers, mm-hmm. even outside of the church setting. And that's what we've got here on the screen with us today. Ivory, I want to go ahead and let you talk for just a second, because here just a couple of months ago when you were on Unified, you actually prophesied some things that were going to be taking place, and we're starting to see those things happen. I'll let you know. Some of them we won't be able to talk about here on the air just yet, but definitely we will let you know when these things take place. But there, it has been a major shift. Ivory, what do you got on that? Oh, wow. It just... Now, look, when I, when God says something, you know, you kind of have to remind me what I said, but I knew it was going to be a shift. I was even telling Tasha at the hotel that we're in what we call a Kairos moment. And mm-hmm. it's a moment in time. It's an appointed moment. It's a moment in time where things change. It's a changing moment. I call it almost like a pivoting moment. And I knew we were there at the conference. I was like, Tasha, we're at a Kairos moment. Things are getting ready to shift and change drastically. And, you know, like you said, some things that you're going to confirm later. But, you know, I just felt it. I just felt it. And even when we talked, I just felt the Holy Spirit say shift. Mm. And things are getting ready to shift. I felt like you had been in one place for so long. And God says now it's time to shift. Mm. And it is so funny because I've been studying the book of Joshua. And the first thing God said to Joshua, it is time. It is time mm. for you to lead these people. Mm-hmm. And that, that means it was a set time that it is time. The 40 years of wilderness is over. Now it's time. And I just felt like that for you guys as well, that it's time for a shift. It's time for something, a major transitional moment was uh, was going to happen. And I felt like we were in it at the conference. And I know Tasha can testify to this, but I was just telling Tasha, I was like, we're in a Kairos moment something is getting ready to change here drastically mm-hmm. and in a good way you know a lot of times when people say change people start thinking oh somebody's gonna something bad is gonna happen or whatever but i'm talking about the bend in the river of glory there is a mm-hmm. river of glory and it was bending and you know people that are in tune with the holy spirit can feel that bend and they're like mm-hmm. okay let wherever god goes i'm going so it's not like bad something's gonna happen but good because it's going to go with the glory. So it's the river of glory. And I felt like it was bending and I was like, okay, God help us to go with the bend. And so, you know, God is showing the results of that. So that's what, that's what I had about that. Tasha, you want, yeah, you want to go ahead and build on that? She, she brought you in. So why don't you go ahead and build on that? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm taking notes, <laughs> but, but she's so right. And we, we had a good time at the armor of God conference. And so you know, Ivory and I had the honor of sharing a hotel room. So we got to have a little after party after the Holy (laughs) Ghost party. So we didn't go right to sleep. So we had a lot to discuss and, and just kind of decompress what God was doing both nights. And it was amazing. It was just so good. And, and similar to what Ivory was saying just now about there being a Kairos moment, being a shift. I, it, 
it has been building since the conference. I'm, I'm sure each of you can attest to that. You can say the same, not just for the church as a whole. We're seeing it in our individual Mm -hmm. um, gathering locations, you know, cause we're the church, not the buildings we meet in, but in each of our locations, we're seeing this shifting, this Kairos moment. We're seeing the hand of God just move some things around. And, you know, me and my puzzle analogies, I'm seeing the pieces starting to move. And it is, it, it's, it's made me speechless the, right. the past few days, even on my broadcast, I go to speak and say something. And it's like, I have no words for what God's doing right now. And it's like I said, it's that Kairos moment. And um, coming out of the Armor of God conference, I wasn't sure what to expect. I, I wasn't sure what to expect after Pastor Eddie and, and Pastor Aaron spoke and preached. And they did have some similarities um, some connections, if you will, in both of their messages, which was just another testament to um, God showing up and showing out what he's about to do and what he's already started shifting and moving in this moment. And it, it was just a lot to take in, but it was exciting. I don't know about you, but after that weekend, it was like, I wasn't ready for it to end. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, we all get together and I'm not ready for it to end. You get that mm -hmm. momentum and, and you're like, wait a minute, we got to go back. And so mm -hmm. in going back, I've just been talking to the Lord, like, don't let the momentum uh, have a downward shift. And that's not what's actually been happening. It's been a steady uh, at, for me as an individual, and I'm seeing it in each of our, our individual locations, but also personally, that momentum, that Kairos movement, that shifting, that changing, I'm seeing it and um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I could say some more, but I'm gonna let you guys comment. <laughs> okay, well, you know, uh, that's one thing that, uh, I don't know if I mentioned before the show when we were talking or I've mentioned it on the air yet, so I'm gonna say it again if you haven't caught it. The conferences, kind of have been building off of each other and that whole momentum that whole shift thing has been happening since last year at freedom conference we had freedom conference there was a shift then you had cross connection there was a shift there was armor of god there was a shift and something similar was happening in armor of god that happened at the cross connection meeting and that was the fact that even though we had a rental we were renting a building we had to be out by a certain time. We continued praying for people in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And that was Friday night. So it was like everybody left and God's still moving. And Ivory was there. Tasha was there. We were prophesying. Lisa had already left, but they were prophesying. We were prophesying over people, praying for each other. All these things have been happening. And then, of course, it seemed like Saturday night was kind of the the best night, I guess you could say. Capped it off, but it was kind of bittersweet because you're like... You know, you're loving it so much, but now everybody's going home. And it's like, you know, it's kind of sad, but it is nice because you need to get to look forward to the next one. Lisa, what did you take away? You were there on Friday night. What did you take away from the conference while you were there? Oh, it was powerful. Um, as you know, I brought my friend Joanne. She really needed uh, some refreshing of the Lord. Um, she was in a place where she was struggling, you know what I mean? And, and I believe it, yeah, Ivory and Tasha. 
you guys prayed for her but the conference itself i wanted to be there so bad saturday night i wanted but i listened to it online when you posted it mm -hmm. oh wow just like tasha said it's like paralleled it was just like it was fell right in line with everything i don't know i got a lot out of it it helped me out of a funk that i was in i allowed myself to get in um the lord has been doing some pruning and um, it was, I felt like it was a powerful word for myself too, to get me up out of the font that I was in personally. And I'm not going to go into detail about it because there are some things the Lord doesn't want me to speak on just yet. Um, so, but uh, very grateful. It's like a family reunion when we yeah. all get together. It's like I walked in the room and I seen everybody. It was like, oh, it was like, you know, the holidays when you're around family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And we hope to keep that feeling there for everybody. And that's that's kind of what we get excited about. And we talk about, you know, getting to see everybody again. Uh, the fact that I see God is building a team and we're all at different churches. We're all at different places. We've got our individual ministries. But when he brings it together, it's like dunamis, <laughs> dynamite. So you, yeah. it takes you back to that uh, axe moment when the, you know, when they, when it, the church was basically birthed, you know, not necessarily the f tongues of fire and everything where we changed 3,000 lives in one day, but the excitement, the anticipation is there, and there is a lot more to come. And so, but Lisa, the, uh, yeah, I'm glad you caught that on video. That was, the majority of it was on that video Saturday, but there was yeah. a time afterwards again. That was awesome as well. Matter of fact, we were a few minutes late getting out there on Saturday, and I was like, I'm sorry we kept you, but <laughs> we were praying, taking pictures, so... Uh, but uh, so what has been going on? Let's talk about what's been going on in each of your worlds. Maybe changes you've seen since that or just things God has been putting since then. Or Brett, you got anything you want to add real quick before we no, go jump ahead. to that? All right. Because I keep forgetting he's right next to me. I'm used to looking on the screen <laughs> and seeing people, but he's right next I to me. I guess I'm forgettable. So. <laughs> huh? Even right here in your presence, I'm forgettable. So uh, we have definitely seen some changes, I will say, at Next Level. Some of them we can't mention right now, but they are in the works. And just the atmosphere, the anticipation from people, the expectation. So when people come expecting, that's when God moves, and he's more apt to move because we've said it, and I think I said it at the conference, your expectation <laughs> is the breeding ground for your miracle. You need something from God, what'd you come expecting him to do for you? Mm -hmm. And, you know, traditional church people often want to come and, you know, just sit in church and go home. So if you didn't come expecting anything, then you're going to leave with nothing. But if you came expecting and you needed, then get ready. Ivory, let's start with you then. What's been going on in your world since the since the Armor God Conference? Or what has God been showing you lately that has been different, let's just say? Well, I've definitely noticed the shift. A matter of fact, I spoke at my my church and I talked about that pivotal moment and that change. And another thing that I, I was going to actually send you guys a text, everywhere I turn around, I'm hearing the word pushback. I'm hearing those words. It's like I, I'm looking, it's a song, it's, it's something. You know, it's like I'm hearing that pushback message from uh, Pastor Aaron Michael. I'm hearing that everywhere now. It's like, pushing back darkness, pushing back whatever. I just hear the word push. It was even mentioned, um, I think I was listening to a sermon or something on YouTube and it was all about pushing back. And I was like, okay, God's got one voice, you know. And that's what's been with me. And God even told me, you know, take authority. You know, take authority. Uh, he's been talking to me about walking in 
authority. And so that's that pushback is, is really been something that Aaron said to me. And also something that Pastor uh, Couple said, he said that one person can make a decision and change a nation. And that has just stuck down like in my spirit, like, okay, God, help me to make the decision that will change a nation, even if it's this nation, even if it's our nation here in America. But just what decisions can I make that can change a nation? You know, that was just so powerful because I see him doing it. I see him making a decision. And he talked about he was in Adamsville, which is like 1,200 people, you know, in the whole town. But they made a decision. One church, one pastor made a decision. We're going to change the world. And I was just there, me and Tasha were at church uh, last night for their um, Good Friday service. And we were doing the Passover offering. And um, Pastor Sherry, his uh, pastor couple's wife, she was talking about missions and how they, even in a pandemic, they raised so much money to give to churches in Kenya she was naming the Philippines. She was naming places all over the world. And I said, wow, one wow. couple, one church made a decision. And they're talking about building whole buildings. They said, oh, we buy land and we build buildings. Wow. And we do. And you could see the buildings they have and the buildings in the future they're getting ready to build. Wow. And I'm telling you, God is doing it because they made a decision. We want to impact the world. And so, um, and this just like caused me to reach out for more. Like, okay, God, there is more. I can make a decision here where I am, you know, in my little town and I can make a decision, but impact nations. And so that stuck with me, that pushback and that one person can make a decision to change nations. That has really shifted my thinking and my mandate and even shifted my prayers. Cause I'm not praying, Lord, you know, do this, here, but do it all over the world. Like do something in me that can impact the world for the kingdom of God. So it's just like maybe my thinking and my prayers and my faith go beyond whatever beyond looks like for God. So, so that's what it's done for me. You know, there's something else that stuck out about that part. And I've heard this before from him when I was actually attending down there is the fact that they're sitting in Adamsville, and they broadened their horizons. You know, they, what was their first one, like 35 miles or whatever it was, and they broadened to 50. He's like, well, what the heck? Why not just say the world? And then suddenly, boom, it blew up. You know, it took some years to do, but now they're all over the world. There are the other countries. So, and that was another thing that's encouraging for me because that's all part of where I'm headed because of what God's given me, and it's a world impact. And that's what Brett, I keep forgetting. So I'm going to let him go next. Brett. What do you got about what's been going on since? Uh, you know, for me, of course, I, I've been preaching a series at church on light and darkness. And I guess it kind of came from the this Armor of God conference. You know, I begin to start realizing that, or seeing it more and more, I guess, you know, in the world of there's there's people right now that need to take that step from darkness into light. You know, they need to push you got to push back you know it, it just kind of all come together for me and and that and that's one of the things that i've been seeing more in people's lives you know i even made a comment the other night about a, i won't give names or whatever but a certain individual that you know i think their eyes are finally starting to be open they're finally starting to see it and that's really what this whole the series that i did was about was getting people to realize that there's no gray area whenever you're dealing with god you know there's 
you're either in the darkness or you're or you're in the light, and the darkness is going to pass away. So don't find yourself in the darkness when the darkness passes away, because you're going to go with it. So that, that's that's where I've been, and God's been showing me a lot of things in my life, and just you know, just to be honest, the, the dark things in my life that I need to step into the light with. I got to I got to push things out of my life, just like. You know, everybody else does. Just because I'm standing up there giving the message doesn't mean that there's not things in my life that need corrected. So God's been working on me saying, hey, this area of your life, you, you need to step into the light. So I usually when I get a message from God, it's, you know, I usually have to get in trouble before I can <laughs> from God before I can preach the message, you know, because it, then it, it keeps me humble. Like, look, I've been through this because I went through this in the process of working on this message. So. That, that's that's where I've been is just hopefully because I, I see a lot of people that we come in contact with you know daily that they're just struggling with different things and it it really is that easy to take that if, if you just take that one step you have no idea the things that you're gonna see when you step out of the darkness and step into just one step of the light because once you're in the light you're there Everything is going to become clear and the things that you thought that you had to have and the things that you thought were so great and so fun were really keeping you from experiencing what is truly greater. And so that the whole Armor God conference began to get my mind to think about those things, you know, because we find ourselves in worry and we find ourselves in stress and we find ourselves in fear because that's the way the world wants to keep you. But if you'll push back against those things your eyes will begin to open. You'll begin to see that light. And then before you know it, you're not craving the darkness anymore. You're, you're wanting to see what else the light can, you know, can reveal to you. So that's where I've been is, you know, what is the light revealing to me and what is the light revealing to the body of Christ right now? And we're, I think that we're actually, we're starting to see a lot of things because there's things at our church becoming more and more clear. There's things happening. And I think that all of that was uh, the two or three part series I did there was to get me and you know all of us to open our eyes to what God's getting ready to do and we have to be in the light before we're going to be able to see what he's doing so and we talked about that <clears throat> well for those of you who haven't figured it out yet we're recording this the day after Good Friday so we're right before Easter but uh last night we had our Good Friday service and God gave me something I don't know those of you on the screen are probably I would guess familiar with the story in Mark I think it's 14 where Jesus was arrested, and there was a man there that was only wearing a linen cloth. And the soldiers tried to arrest him, and he ran off naked into the darkness. <laughs> That's in the Bible. I'm not making it up for those of you who have never heard that before. But um, the thing that God had given me since he's talking about armor of God, and we're talking about armor of God, is the fact that that man, he tried to stick around a little longer, but he was only wearing a loincloth. He didn't have armor on. He wasn't ready. And so what happened is the devil took everything from him and he ran off into the darkness. And when you run to the darkness looking for answers, you're not going to find them because the light is the only place to get those answers. And of course, that light I'm referring to is God and Jesus. So, Natasha, what you got? What's been going on in your world since Armor of God Conference? Well, a lot. <laughs> a lot has been going on, but I... I want to comment on something that Brett just said, because it was so powerful. It was so good. He may not even realize what he said, but I, I picked up on it. He said, um, you know, sometimes when you 
are going through dark times or you're dealing mm -hmm. with darkness, you've got to allow God to show up with the light and have that revealed. And in that comment, he said, you know, he had been through and went through some things. And just that quick, the Lord was saying, look at how important it is to not stay mm -hmm. where you had been through it's important to take that next step. And he was talking about taking the next step. The next step is to go into what you went through. There's a been through and there's a went through. And you don't wanna stay where you have been through something. You wanna come out on the other side so you can talk about what you went through because that's where light is revealed in darkness. And so I just thought that was, um, powerful what he said right there because he didn't stay where he had been through he actually has gone through he's went through it and he went through it with God and God has been able to reveal some things that were in the darkness and here we go that's another shifting that's another shift when you can come out of what you've been through and talk about what you went through with God so that now there's light in that dark place. And so I, I'm just getting excited all over again. And then Trenton goes into this story and it's true. I, there's so much that God's doing and, and revealing in each and every one of us. And so some of the things that I've been doing since the Armor of God conference, and I mean, almost immediately after the conference, my schedule changed. I used to broadcast every morning, 6 a.m., 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, every morning during the weekday, Monday through Friday, and rarely missed a day. It was something that God challenged me to do over a year ago, was to get consistent, um, stick to this schedule. Even when we went on vacation, I would still get up no matter where we were and do the broadcast. It was just do the broadcast. But right after the Armor of God conference, uh, God said, your schedule's changing. It's shifting. You're, you're going to cut down on the number of days because it's good. It was a good thing, but not all good things um, will continue. So my, my days have cut down to one broadcast a week. I went from five to one broadcast a week and uh, a bonus broadcast, depending on if I have a guest or something. But the point is God was showing me that, okay, now that you've disciplined yourself to get up, to spend that time, to share that. And he still wants me to share, but now that time is reserved to push. And, and like Pastor Aaron was, was talking about, there's a time where we're going to have to push. And so, I've already been disciplined to be up at that time anyway, but now God is shifting what I do with that time. So I've been studying, I've been spending that time with God. I've been going, he was like, this isn't, this is that time wasn't given back to you to lay down and take an extra nap, take, you know, get a couple more hours of sleep. It, it's my time to push. And it's my time to have that Kairos moment with God and see what he wants the people to know because um, similar to what you were saying, Brett, that darkness, in order for light to show up in those places, you need time for God to reveal some things. And time is something that is, um, it's powerful. And I think what we choose to do with our time right now is going to determine how much of the shift we get to experience. 
So some things are going to come down to making a decision, you know, like Pastor Eddie preached on that Friday night, making a decision on how you want, how much of the shift do you want? That's what I feel like God is saying. We have the armor of God. And I think the conference was a reminder that just because you have the armor of God doesn't mean you're prepared to go into battle. And so if you want to put on the armor of God and be prepared to go into battle, you're going to have to shift what you're doing with your time. You're going to have to shift the way you study. The way you used to study isn't going to prepare you for what's coming. You can't keep doing things the way you did them. Even if it was a good thing, the broadcasting was a good thing, but he's had me cut back on that because there's something better coming. There's more shifting coming. And I believe that for each and every one of us on this panel and, and I just, um, I'm appreciative of the time we get to spend together because so much comes out of our sharing and our testimonies and our remembering um, what the shift is actually about. I think that's almost the purpose. We really didn't have a topic today, but I really think that is the purpose of our discussion is when we go back and we remember what was spoken it makes it so much easier to stay focused, stay in that mindset where we can make the decision that God wants us to make, to step into that next level and experience the shift and get ready for another Kairos moment, because I think it's coming faster than we, we can even imagine. And I agree. And I, we were talking and she said something to me maybe a week or so ago about you can't get ready when you're called, you have to already mm. be ready because this Kairos mm -hmm. moment, this shifting is going to come when we least expect it. It's already happening, but the time for you to make a decision is now because when you're called to do the next conference, when you're called to bring certain people together, you may not have time to prepare. So we have to be in preparation. And I think that's what happens when we come together. We're reminded mm of those things and those steps we need to take and the decisions we need to make so that what's coming next, we won't have to get ready. We're going to be ready and we can just step into it like Brett was saying. All right, amen. All this talk about shift has given me a scripture. That's what I was doing a minute ago while she was talking. Joshua 24, 15, many of you already know it. <clears throat> but listen to the whole verse for those of you tuning out there. It says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which were your father which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so, and I think that shifting is a choice. And that's kind of what she was getting at, which kind of triggered me to go pull up that verse, is it's a choice on our part. How much of the shift do you want? God's asking, how, many, how much of the shift do you want? He's like, I got this for you. How much of it do you want? And sadly, many Christians walk away and don't get the whole pot of what God's got for them because they're, they're, they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They settle or they compromise with, oh, this is okay. And then they move on. When God's got so much more, there's that word again. Ivory was just mentioning it a minute ago more for you so you've got to step into the light lisa i know you've had time to think about it so uh, go ahead and whatever you can share i know you say he's pruning and there's some things you can't share yet but what what is it that you can share 
that has been going on in your world since the conference? Well, as everybody was talking, I too am taking notes. Um, a lot of good things being spoken and the making a decision and the pushback. The Lord's been talking to me about um, Esther 414, born for such a time as this, and telling me I've birthed something in you. Push. And I thought that was really <laughs> cool that you guys said that because it's like I have to make a decision to push. Mm. You know, it's like for us women who have given birth, there's a, a, a part in the labor that your your body automatically pushes. You'll just start bearing down because it knows it has to birth something. But I have to be willing and make a decision for it to do that. And that's that's what what the Lord just spoke to me in that. It was like, oh, wow, because like Brett was talking about, the Lord's been revealing some things in my life. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. There was a part of me that had pride because I don't watch the news. I don't watch secular TV. I don't watch secular movies. I have completely chose to, to separate myself from that. But there are some things the Lord has brought up to me that is darkness. And he wants me to get rid of it. And I would have never, you know what I'm saying? Things that's hindering him. And, and the way he described it to me, it's like a water filter. The water flows out. But if that water's not pure, it's it can be harmful, even though it is water and it refreshes and it hydrates. But without a proper filtering system, the water can be harmful, even though that's not what it's meant for. And the Holy Spirit showed me that the soulish realm, the things that I have in my soulish realm from past hurts, things that's happened to me over the years, if I don't allow him to heal that and fill himself up in those soulish areas, then when he, when he is going through me and I'm ministering, I can minister him in a perverted way. Mm. And I don't mean in a perverted way, sexual way. I mean, in a way that's not pure, mm. unadulterated Holy spirit, just like prophecy. I mean, I, I was amazed when he showed me this. I'm like, how is that even possible? And then he gave me examples of people, and I won't mention names of, you know, famous ministers that through their soulless realm, they ministered the Holy Spirit through their soulless realm, and it hurt people. It did damage. And I thought, Lord, I do not want that. So I had to repent, immediately repent and start allowing him to move this junk out of my my, my soulless realm. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that... Um, Okay, here's the deal. He's gonna let me. He's gonna let me reveal a little bit of it. You guys know the Lord has set me free from homosexuality in a miraculous, supernatural way. Wasn't even looking to be set free. My daughter took my granddaughter to the public library here in Cape Girardeau in the fourth grade section books and let her pick out a book. They get in the car. They're driving home. My granddaughter says, "Mommy, what's a transsexual?" <laughs> Now, my daughter had to slowly veer the car over to the side and grab the book from her. And in the fourth grade section here in the public library, Cape Girardeau, there is explicit pictures. This book just come out last year, the end of last year. It's in the school system. It's in the public libraries. And it's in the third, fourth, fifth and grade six section of 
little boys identifying themselves as little girls, little girls identifying themselves as little boys, sex changes. Yeah, we all know what that agenda is. So I know this is one of the things the Lord spoke to me about birthing. I was born at 4.14 a.m. The Lord showed me that on my birth certificate for months, kept asking me, what time was you born? I know what time I was born. You know what time I was born. He finally revealed to me, Esther, Esther 4.14 says, born for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. Now, as you can imagine, I have a high passion for this and because I know the agenda. I know it's demonic without a doubt because I wasn't even looking to be set free. I believed the lie and thought I was born that way. The Lord set me free from it. I mean, completely. But he kept telling me, just hang on. It's not time. You're not ready. You're not ready. Okay. This is touching home for me. Mm -hmm. This is touching very close to home for me. My granddaughter talking about things because it's so relevant in school now that she thinks she's gay. She's nine years old. Mm. She's nine years old. You're not gay. Okay. In the name of Jesus. Mm. So anyway, I get a call from Daniel Nally, who runs the gospel encounter in Southern Illinois. He started a revival over there about a year and a half ago. They're getting a conference together um, next month, May 14th. And he asked me to come and give like a 10 minute quick testimony of the Lord setting me free because they've got people in law enforcement over there. They've got ministers over there. Their kids are coming out as gay. Um, They're trying to minister to the youth. People who are identifying themselves as girls when they're guys and guys identifying as girls. And he felt like the Lord placed me on his heart to come over there and just give a quick 10, 15 minute testimony and actually pray for them and go out with them, which is such an honor. So, uh, but that's, that's, that's what the Lord's. And the other thing we have to be unoffendable. I don't know if anybody else is getting that or not. The Lord keeps telling me I need a people that's unoffendable, unoffendable. It's not about you. This is personally, he keeps telling me it's not about you, Lisa. It's not about you because I'll be up all my foo-foos. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I get my feelings hurt and start. I come home and cry to daddy. Did you, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And he'll say, yes, I did. But it's not about you. Amen. All right, Lord. I love you. <laughs> All right. Well, Lisa, you know, uh, this is why it's exclusively on Rumble, because stuff like that being talked about would get us censored on YouTube, more than likely. But we're on Rumble, for those of you listening, so you can hear the video, because this is stuff that actually does need talked about. And when you look at that verse I brought up again, it's amazing how it just keeps tying back. It says, for us to choose this day who we're going to serve, and then there's a part where it talks about whether the gods their father served, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. We live in America. And there's a lot of stuff going on in this land we dwell in. So people have got to decide. Do you want more of God? Or do you want more of what the world is telling you you need to have? Brett, go ahead. Comment. I, I know you got somebody something. preached on that. Didn't uh, they? Yeah, I did. Last summer, I did a... The, actually, I used this passage for a, well, a message too, called Choose right This Day. The, in October or November, I preached on <laughs> Okay, it. yeah, okay. But Choose so, This Day, I, I brought this verse, and that was the key verse for that message. But, but go ahead. 
You know, I was sitting here, I was I wanted to say something earlier, and I felt like I wasn't supposed to, and then Lisa brought this up, so I and now I feel like I'm supposed to. But one of the things that I have been noticing too is, you know, now now at our church we have a, a we had a children's group, and now we have a youth group, and and I know just in our kids, uh, Trent's kids and my kids, that I'm starting to see differences in them. I'm starting to see changes in them, and you know. Uh, Ivory, you prayed over him. Natasha, you prayed over our kids as well. And so had uh, Aaron back at a Cross Connection in October prayed over all of our kids. And the the things that have been said over our kids, I'm starting to see take place. And, you know, I'm hearing other prophets and things talking about the, the generation of kids that we have now are going to be, God's, God's getting ready to raise them up and use them. And I'm starting to see things like that happen, whether it's just questions about why is it like this, Dad? And, you know, why are these things like this? And what does God think about that? And so, you know, just random things. But I'm starting to see an interest. My, You know, our kids have an interest, not just in church, but in the things of God. And it's an awesome thing to see because we're having, you know, the spectrum of things that Lisa just got done talking about. We're seeing kids that are getting caught up in that. But on the other side, you have God, who's also raising up other kids that are on the complete opposite side of that. And it's we've really got to watch our kids. And you know, uh, I don't want to go into the details too much, but back when uh, my daughter was younger, there was some things that I had to address that was from YouTube, and I had to address those things and. You know, it's the enemy is working so hard right now to get our kids because mm -hmm. he clearly knows something that we probably didn't know up until this point. You know, we're hearing the prophets say it now that God's going to use this generation of kids to change so much of America, not just America, but the world. Mm -hmm. But he's been attacking our kids to the point where it's almost like either as parents, we don't know what to do or we're just allowing the kids to go into it. And that's one of the things we're seeing is there's so many kids that are just their parents are allowing them to just uh, just read it. It's just a book, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And my daughter had a Frozen book that uh, one, one of the characters in the book had a girlfriend. She, you know, she had a girlfriend. And I'm like, well, what are you what are you reading? Wait a minute. Let's take a look at this. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it's, it's a book for, I guess she was probably eight or nine back then. I can't remember exactly. But... I guess I'm saying all that to say this is I'm seeing this I'm seeing this change in our youth I'm seeing the change in our kids God is raising them up and it's good godly people like you guys that are praying for them that are laying hands on them and speaking words into their life that is getting them to a point where they don't think that you know maybe our dads aren't crazy you know maybe there is more to this god thing and it's seeing you guys be be role models to them as you pray for them and as they they see the things that you went through and they see the, the way that you speak to them and acknowledge them it's an awesome thing and i can only speak for our kids but i'm seeing changes in our kids that is really making me happy because I've seen the opposite side of it and I've seen, you know, some of the stresses that they deal with from school and, you know, having to deal with things like suicide or having to deal with kids, you know, my daughter comes home, yes, yeah, such and such says that, that they're gay, that, you know, they think they're gay now and that it's okay to do this and it's okay to say all these words and to, to think all of these things and to go out and do it because their parents are doing it at home so they think it's okay. And for my daughter to have the, the knowing that she can come to me 
and I can explain things to her. Or she could go to you guys and explain, and you guys could help explain things to her and get her to see a godly perspective of it, and that she wants it because she knows what's right and she knows what's wrong. She sees the darkness, but she'd rather step towards that light. And I'm seeing that with you know his kids. I'm seeing it with my kids. And of course, they're kids. They're gonna you know they're gonna do things wrong. That's their kids. It's mm-hmm. but it's our job to make sure that they don't make the same mistake twice, right? Mm-hmm. So. It's just an amazing thing to see. So for that, I want to say thank all three of you ladies on there because I know that you guys have all spoken into our kids' lives in one way or the other, whether it be just preaching or whether it be actually laying hands on them and praying for them because God is raising up a generation of kids, and we're seeing it at Next Level Freedom Church, and I think we're, we're it's probably happening everywhere. So I guess I said that to say to Lisa, I know that it's a scary thing, and I know that it's something you, you probably know quite a bit about, but it's God's raising up kids, and the devil's trying to attack him, but he's not going to win. God is going to win, and that's that's a period right there. Where I guess I'm done. <laughs> so. Wow. And that's one reason. I know all three of you on here know I've let my daughter have every one of your numbers because I want her to have women role models who she can talk to about things she can't talk to me about because I know there's times in especially youth's life when I was youth, there was things I couldn't talk to my parents about, but I was able to talk to other people about them, my, my youth ministers and the other people there. So uh, I wanted to make sure she had all three of them. And everyone on this screen, if Taylor doesn't, she needs to get it. But if she may have already done it, I don't really know. But uh, that way they've got someone to turn to. All right, Ivory, I know you got something. Or actually, I guess I should say, Lisa, do you have anything you want to res- uh, say back to him since he mentioned you there for a second? Uh, no, I just... Um... This is a subject that we have to approach with the love of God. I will say that it has to be with the love of God. All right, Ivory. What do you got? I see you over there giving the thumbs up and the <laughs> clapping. And what you got? Go ahead. Yes, yes. Well, I wanted to kind of say something about what Lisa was saying about that water filter. That was so good. Lisa, you may hear me say that some later. I'll give you credit for it though. Oh no, but no, no. That was so good because God has been dealing with me about a pure bride. Mm. And a pure bride can have no mixture. You know, God is coming back for a bride without spot, wrinkle, blemish, or any such thing. And that's what God is doing in this hour. He is working the mixture out of us. You know, not legalism, you know what I'm saying? But just getting that mixture out, like getting our hearts healed and getting that inner healing. And even though, you know, like Lisa was saying, I don't listen to this, I don't do this, but still there's some stuff in me. You know what I'm saying? So God is trying to get his bride. He is calling his bride out. And he was like, look, get this mixture out. Because that's when I was listening to this young man. His name is... um, his first name is Brian. I can't hardly say his last name. His last name is kind of hard to say. But he was talking about when you're in the promised land, and this was so good. He said, promised land living, you can have no mixture, no compromise, or it will put a pause on promised land living. And he talked about, um, he talked about two examples. First of all, when they came out of Egypt, you know, they put a pause on their whole destiny when they wouldn't go up when God told them to go up and they put a 40 year pause on their destiny. 
because they would they were disobedient. They were rebellious. See, that's 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 the, the stuff that can't come through the filter. That's the stuff God is trying to clean out of us, you know. And then he talked about Joshua and he talked about and that's why I'm doing a study on the book of Joshua right now, because he talked about how Joshua did not deal with mixture. You know, when they got to the battle of Jericho, they were able to just kill it. You know what I mean? Like, but then when they got to AI, they couldn't. It's like a pause because they a sin had gotten in the camp and he had to line everybody up and find out who it was and burn everything to the ground. And then they went back to AI and won because when you're in promised land living, you cannot have mixture. And, you know, and so you can't be pure one day. And then, you know, you got this over here. God is literally getting his bride ready by purification and, you know, and pruning. And that's why I love what Lisa said, because, and Lisa, thank you for being so humble to admit that, yeah, I got some stuff in me. You know what I mean? Even though I'm, I'm preaching and praying for people, but yeah, some stuff God's trying to work out in me because he chases those that he loves. Mm-hmm. And so he, if he's chastening you, if God is chastening you and saying, look, get rid of this, get rid of that, that's because he loves you. That's because you are a son of God and, and he wants his bride to be pure. And so I just love that what she said, because that's something God told me in 2020. He just said one word mixture. And I had to go look that thing up. I'm like, okay, God mixture. He said, anything that's mixing, you know, it's like the church of Laodicea. They, they weren't hot. They weren't cold. They were lukewarm. They were mixed. Mm-hmm. That's when hot and cold is mixed. It becomes lukewarm. And he said, that person, I will spit out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. Okay. God, God is trying to get his, you know, his bride pure. And, you know, talking about all the different agendas that are coming up that we're seeing prevalent on our children reminded me of Daniel. You know, when Daniel and the three Hebrew boys came into, that's the first thing they tried to do. They tried to wine and dine them. They said, look, we're not eating the king's meat. We're not drinking the wine. This is, we're not going to defile ourselves. They tried to indoctrinate them through education. And God allowed them, because they made that choice not to be defiled, God allowed them to be more excellent than the people that grew up there, just so that they could have a position in government to push God's agenda. So they still went to the school of the Chaldeans. They still went to the school, but and they became more excellent because God was putting them in position to be able to push kingdom agenda instead of the Babylonian agenda. But they had to make the decision not to defile themselves first. So for the people that are in the marketplace that have to be in politics, they have to be, you know, in different things because of their job. God can, if you choose not to defile yourself with the gods of this world and stay true to God, he can send you in that marketplace, in that political system, in that business system, make you more excellent. And then next thing you know, you're pushing kingdom agenda instead of what they want to push. God can do that. If you would choose not to defile yourself with the king's food and the king's drink. That's the, as you were saying, Trent, about the gods of this, of where we are. Mm-hmm. So if you choose, I'm not doing this, then God can use you even in the marketplace, even in the movies, even in the books that are being written. God can use you because if you choose not to defile yourself, he can make you more excellent. And next thing you know, you're writing kingdom agenda and they don't even know it. 
They don't even realize, oh, this is God they writing about. They don't even realize it. Mm. But you have to make the choice first to not to defile yourself. That's what Daniel and them had to do. They had to make the choice first. Once they made the choice, God was able to use them in a mighty way to push kingdom agenda and, and a pagan system. And that's what a lot of us have now. And lot, what's going on is a pagan system, really. And But God can still use us if we would make the choice. If we would make that one decision, like Pastor Couple said, we can change even this nation. Mm-hmm. You, know, um, you know, Lisa, you can make the choice that I'm going to be like Esther and I'm going to go before the king and I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray and I'm going to get people to fast and pray. And I'm going to go in before the king and I'm going to say what needs to be said for God and the whole thing get turned around mm-hmm. because she had to be in position, but she had to decide, OK, let me go to God, get the strength I need, get the power I need. And then let me go before government and change this thing. Mm-hmm. And she was able to save a whole nation, even herself, and able to put Mordecai, mm-hmm. who was her uncle, able to put him in power. So now he's a ruler and he got the signet ring of the king. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what Come God on. is trying to do. That's the shift. That's Woo! the shift. Hallelujah. That's the shift. And I just want to speak this real quick and I give the mic back. I want to speak this real quick to you, Tasha. God is going to have you write books that are more excellent than these worldly books. You're going to see your book as a bestseller. You're going to see your book in New York's list as bestseller list. And it's going to be kingdom principles. It's going to be how to get your life together in God. And they're not even going to realize it's a God book. Because God is going to disguise it in such a way that it's going to make changes in their lives. And they're not even going to realize what it is. They was making changes in Babylon and they didn't even realize it was God. Until they said, wait a minute, who do you serve? And then they said, oh, Daniel got the gods. He he got the heaven God. He got the real God in him. That's who you need to call to read this writing on the wall. Mm. That's who you need to call because he got the real God in him. They knew that. They knew that. You don't see where they asked Daniel and them, who do you serve? You don't see where they asked the question, who is your God? They already knew who their God was because of the power. And that's what's going to happen in each one of our different industries that we're involved in. And especially you, Tasha, with the books, I'm telling you, God is going to have you write a book. You don't think it's crazy to write. You might not even mention God's name in the book, but that book is going to change people's lives. And the people in the secular industry are going to read that book and not even know it's God until they say this, this lady got something else on these words. It's something else she reading about. This is something else. So I just wanted to say that. I didn't mean to slip into the, to the prophetic. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'll let y'all go on. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. never said that. Lisa <laughs> said, never said that about that filter. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Girl, I'm almost well, out. Okay, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to give Tasha a chance to, to respond here, but uh, you're right. And that is what's happening right now. I don't know. I'm a big Flashpoint fan. I don't know if any of you watch Flashpoint. Uh, Brett does it time to time, but uh, Gene Bailey, and they were just talking here this past week on the the stuff that's rising up. You got people running for office. They're believers that you would not have expected running for office. God's changing some things in this mm-hmm. country, and that's what people need to understand as you're going to the polls. Your vote does matter. You're voting these people in. So we're not telling you who to vote, but we're telling you you need to pray and sincerely go that route. Because just like she said, you can change a nation. 
by your vote, by your voice. And Daniel, and that was a perfect example, uh, Ivory, Daniel and the three boys she was talking about, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they stood alone. Daniel got thrown to the lion's den and survived. The other boys got thrown in a furnace and survived. And at the end result was always that God got the glory. And they're like, this is the true God. So everything she just said, wow, she just turned it on. We got another hour show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, but uh, Tasha, what do you got? I know you got something to add. I seen you over there getting excited. Uh, well, first off, you know, I just, I appreciate each and every one of you. And Ivory, I receive every single word of that. And and I'm just blessed to even be here today. And boy, I, I can go back to what Brett was saying about the kids and just keeping watch. And Lisa, you know, just being bold and brave, even when uh, we may not truly feel it, but we do it anyway. And Ivory, I mean, <laughs> the filter and just elaborating on that. And Trenton, I, it's, it's just been a good, good morning. And um I wanted to share this scripture real quick and kind of just uh, share what God's just showing me in this moment. This is, this has been so good. Um, but in Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are his workmanship created. Um, lost my spot here. What does it say? Um, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. So that's one of my favorite scriptures. I don't have it memorized, but it's, it's one of my favorite scriptures because it talks about um, how God has prepared in advance for us to take part in his promise, take part in his purpose. And when we're talking about making a decision, that's why I had to, I was looking up this scripture. Um, you make the decision and then the shift comes. Mm. So when we make a decision to do something different, that's when God steps in and he begins to do his handiwork. He begins to prepare us for what it's going to take for us to step into that next level of our shift. I mean, we will go through multiple shiftings. So just because we learned one lesson before doesn't mean we have it all figured out and that's it. So sometimes I think as Christians, we can miss it because we think, well, I've already been through a shift or I've already shifted or I already learned this or I've heard this Bible stuff before. But I think just to reiterate um, from the Armor of God conference, you can have the Armor of God on, but it doesn't mean you're done making those decisions. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean you're done preparing. Doesn't mean that that's the last battle you're ever going to have to step into. And uh, Ephesians um, 2.10 reminds us of this action that happens after we make a decision. The shifting part of, um, the, of God's handiwork is the Greek word poema, and I, I'm probably mispronouncing it, but it's, I think it's P-O-I-E-M-A, that's the Greek word for handiwork or workmanship. And if you look at it in the Greek, it actually means it's similar to where we get the word poetry from. So yes. poema, um, handiwork, we are God's poetry. We are his literary masterpiece. We are his living shift. 
we are, after we make a decision, his handiwork literally turns into a living masterpiece of poetry. That is what you and I are. Every time we decide to make a decision to do what God wants us to do, to step into this next calling, the next decision, the next um, form of obedience, filtering, to go along with that godly bend, the river of God's word. When we make the decision to go along with God's plan, his handiwork is literally like us turning into living poetry for God. Our story, our testimonies, they are living literary works of God with a poema power on it, that Kairos moment on it. And so that is what we get to do every single day we wake up and we say yes to God. And so, um, Brett, it's an honor to be in the, the women of God, Trenton, that you guys allow us to even be in their phone. I look at that as an honor because I'm talking to the next uh, Catherine Coleman. I'm talking to the next whoever they're going to be. I'm honored to be in their phone. So I, it, it's, it's such a blessing the way God's connecting us. And, um, and I enjoy those talks uh, with the girls. We were talking about dogs, by the way, this past week. <laughs> chihuahuas <laughs> so anyway i i just i'm blessed i love each and every one of you and i'm enjoying watching the poetry that each and every one of you are just this living masterpiece mm-hmm. and i get to be a part of that and i get to read it and i get to see it and i get to witness it and and watch it unfold and that in and of itself is a blessing so mm-hmm. i just appreciate each and every one of you and you get to write about it. And I get to write about okay. it. Maybe True. that's a book. You write about our journey. Yeah. <laughs> and where we're headed. <clears throat> well, we are getting uh, running out of time. But uh, Lisa, what are your thoughts? I'll come back around one more time. Everybody will get to say their final words. But go ahead, Lisa. What you got? You got anything to add on to that? I'm just in awe. I'm so humbled and grateful. To That was so beautiful, Tasha. That was so beautiful. That just... I don't have anything to say. I'm just like, ah, thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm grateful for everybody. I love (laughs) y'all. All right. Well, let's go ahead and, well, Brett, you got any other thoughts before we get ready for final words? You know, uh, not, not really, but I guess, you know, I just, I just want to put this out there, you know, that God is speaking right now and there's, there's so many, there's so many things taking place right now and prophetic words that are coming to pass, uh, prophetic word that was given a year ago over our church is beginning to come to pass and it's just everybody if i if i can give an encouraging word it's just if god has spoken to you about something and you're not seeing it yet just hang on because sometimes it's not for the next day it may be for a year two years or five years whatever it is and we're we're beginning to see those things in our church and I'm beginning to see things that have been spoken over me come to pass and God's actually he's starting to open my eyes to the meanings of some of the things and that's that's a lot of what it is just because a word's been spoken over you doesn't mean that you're going to have it tomorrow it means that God's going to he's going to begin to reveal it to you in in your in his timing for you so just I'm excited about what God's doing because I may not understand everything that's happening right now, but I know that uh, 
somebody that opens their heart to God and says yes to him, he's going to begin to reveal that stuff. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. I'm excited about this panel and also those that are on this group that are here today. God, I've said it once before here a few months back that God's going to use each and every one of us. This, he's going to use this group to make changes to this uh, to our region that we're in. I don't know exactly what that looks like yet, but uh, I really believe that he's going to, whether that's conferences and things like that that we're all going to do together, which I think that's part of it, but I'm excited to see what he's going to do. So, All right, let's make one real quick round of final words, final thoughts, and uh, then we'll come back and we'll get ready to close. So uh, we're going to start with Tasha. <clears throat> see, we, we jumped with, Ivory's like, you skipped me. No, but... <laughs> We're going to start with Tasha, then we're going to kind of go around the circle on my screen. So jump down to Lisa, then over to Ivory, and then back up Brett, and then I'll just close the show out. But go ahead, Tasha. Final words for the audience listening? Final words. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Just know that the armor of God is available to every single person listening and, and viewing this broadcast. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you have been through. Like Brett was saying earlier, it's about what you went through, what you've come out of. And you can show and be a testament to the living word of God and and be all that God has promised you and called you to. And each and every one of us on this panel, it's not about us as individuals. No one on here is better than the other. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ and we all have access to the armor of God. And that includes you. All right. Uh, Lisa, final words for those out there listening. Go ahead. God loves you right where you're at. He loves you. Do not buy into the lie that you have to clean yourself up before you can come to the Lord. Uh, There is no power in hell that is bigger than our God. He loves you. He wants to meet you right where you're at. There's nothing that you've done or that you could do that will keep him from loving you. All right. Ivory, go ahead. Final words for the people. Uh, yes. Um, okay. Well, this is what I want to say. I want to say this to Miss Lisa, and then I, I want to talk to it's for the audience as well. But Miss Lisa, your answer is the blood. It's the blood. Whatever you need to have happen, it's the blood. The blood still, this guy uh, preached last night, me and Tasha were in service. He preached last night, the blood still speaks. And whatever the issue is, if it's with your granddaughter, that situation, if it's your health, whatever, it's the blood. I just heard the Lord say the answer for you is the blood. It's nothing the blood cannot destroy. Not only break, but destroy. The blood destroyed sin, destroyed it, annihilated. And the blood can destroy anything that's going on in your life. It's the blood. You apply the blood of Jesus. If a situation comes up, I don't care what it is. You apply the blood and the blood of Jesus will destroy it. Absolutely annihilate it. And you won't even have to worry about it anymore. It's the blood. It's not in anything else but the blood. So I wanted to say that to you and I want to say that to the audience as well. If it's even if you've never even heard of what is the blood, we're talking about the blood of Jesus. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ 
It said the Bible says without the blood of Jesus, there is no remission of sin. It takes the blood. We have to apply the blood to situations because, you know, we talk about the whole armor of God. If you read before that, you see the ranks of the enemies. You see the ranks, you see principalities, then you see powers, then you see rulers. Those are ranks. And you go higher up in the ranks. And the only thing that's going to destroy it is the blood. You put on that armor of God, you apply the blood. And even after it talks about the armor of God, it says to pray. So you put prayer and the blood with it, put that whole armor on. And all of those ranks of the enemy have to come tumbling down. And that's what's getting ready to happen. In the name of Jesus. And I just want to say this over Brett and Trent. I just want to say this over you. God is getting ready to release land. He's getting ready to release the land. So get your plans out. Whatever you need to tweak in your plans. You know, we kind of looked at some of the stuff. He was like, I don't think I have enough bathrooms. (laughs) You know, so whatever you need to tweak. I mean, tweak it as if you're an architect. Like, okay, God, here's the original paperwork. Now, what do you want to add, subtract, take away? Because we're getting ready for the final. I I see it like this. We're getting ready to put in the final plans. It's like you got the rough draft. You tweaked it a little bit through the years. You said, well, maybe we'll add this and take out this. But God says, get ready to put in your final draft. Because I am getting ready to release the land and not only the land, but the resources. So get ready. It is building time. It is time to build and advance the body of Christ. And he is going to use you too mightily to do that. And for other people out here that have plans of ministry that you see, oh, God is showing me to do this and to build this and to open this business. God is showing, get your final draft together. Sit down with God. If you got to fast and pray, have worship nights, uh, you know, whatever you got to do, get in the face of God, shut everything off, get in God's face and say, God, okay, we got this giant. How do we bring it down? And he's going to show you how to bring that giant down. He's going to show you this is creeping up in my door to school. How do we bring this giant down? And I'm telling you right now, apply the blood of Jesus Ooh. over that school. Amen. Amen. In the Amen. name of Jesus. And get your final draft ready because whatever you've been planning to do for God, he's getting ready to release the land, the resources, the team, the people. You, not, you don't even know what God's getting ready to do. But God is saying, get ready. Get your plans ready. Get with me, like Tasha was talking about. And I'll, I'll finish with this. Like Tasha was talking about, God didn't take that time away from her. He just rearranged it to where she's spending time with him instead of, you know, doing her broadcast those many days. But the thing is, God wants to get you single focused, get you laser focused on him, laser focused on his word and what you do, everything the word says. And he says, you will prosper in all that you do. That's what he told Joshua. He said, if you do all of this law, you will prosper in all that you do. So I just want to give that encouragement. If you would get in the word, apply the blood, God says everything and do everything in the word, do it all, no mixture, do it all. And he said, you will prosper and have success in all that you do. So that's what I want to end with. God bless y'all. Amen. <laughs> wow. Everybody ready to have church? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Brett, final words, final thoughts? Oh, it's been a good show. It's been good to see everybody again. You know, I was thinking since this is our final thoughts or whatever, we keep talking about how it's always like a family reunion whenever we get together. 
we need a plan just like a day somewhere where we can all just go and hang out and actually barbecue and do stuff like that have food and everybody just hang out and have fun and you know instead of just getting together for the weekend and then you know having having our church or whatever which is all that's always good but i'm just saying we just get together sometime and we just hang out whether that's us going down you know one of the jacksons right <laughs> either this jackson or that jackson we just pick a time sometime in this year and we just hang out this summer maybe it'd be fun all right yeah awesome so, uh, well, thank you guys, all of you for that have come on today, and those of you that are tuning in out there. Wow, what a show. Now we're ready to continue, but it's time to close. But <laughs> So, always you can look forward to the next time we all get together. Hopefully, Aaron will be back with us that time, and uh, we'll have all of us on here. We'll just see what God does. I'm, I was excited. I'm kind of like what Tasha said earlier. I'm always excited to see what's going to be talked about, what's going to be said, because... It's always encouraging and it's always good. And God, you know, God is you wanting the body to unite. And I believe that's what we've got going on here. And those of you tuning out there, get in that word. Get ready. Draw up your blueprint. Get ready. So, and we do appreciate the word and we receive that, Miss Ivory. So, um, but until next time, guys, thank you guys so much for joining us on today's episode of Unified. Make sure you check out nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. And we will see you guys next time.